Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to gather together, to look into, to learn from, and to come before your holy presence. Father, this is a time where we come to you to learn. I thank you for the grace that you have given me, and I thank you for the grace that you've given each and every one. Holy Spirit, we invite you. You are the great teacher, and you're the one who teaches we just are just your vessels to be used. So come, Holy Spirit, come. Fill us all up. Fill us all up. Open our ears to hear. Pray that you will anoint my lips to speak just what you would teach your people. Thank you, eternal rock of it. We commit the whole session into your hands in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone, and welcome once again. Uh, we start, we'll start this session uh, this evening. Just a little recap. Um, I know that for the past four weeks, we've been learning about prayer, and I'll continue that today. Um, more to do with, um, I guess, uh, more, almost like a wrap-up or, 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 or a little extension from where we, where we currently are um, with that. So just, just as a recap, um, we know that Pastor Badge has done a masterful job in, in um, teaching on prayer for the past four sessions. Um, and just as a reminder of some of the things that he did um, share with us, um, first one first, which is the absolute truth that God answers prayers. It, it's uh, it's it's, it can't be contested, let me put it that way. You know, people might try to, but the truth is God answers prayers. And uh, Pastor Badge did enough on that. I, I, I don't think I need to belabor that point in itself. One of the key things he mentioned that I, I, I love so much and um, I just want to remind us of is that the foundation for answered prayers is our relationship with God. That is the absolute foundation for answered prayers because as he said, if we do not have that relationship with him, then there is really almost no basis for expecting an answered prayer because all the basis, all the things that are required to enable us to receive answers to prayer stem out of our relationship with him. You know, he also did remind us that it's all about a conversation with God. I like to use the word communion because I, I think that that um, that's probably a little bit more extensive in my own mind. It doesn't mean it's still a conversation, but communion sort of gives me personally, it's this the way I see it. It's much wider. It's almost like as if this is me and God in our own time, that kind of that kind of thing. So it's, it doesn't really matter what goes on. It's just him and I in that period. And we're just going back and forth one and the other and 
whatever is happening is happening during that period of time. So I like the word communion, but um, just just reminding us of what he what um, Pastor Badge says, it's a con con the conversation with God is a fundamental part of our relationships, you know. Um, as he he reminded us that Genesis chapter one verse twenty six that Genesis chapter one verse twenty six is the basis of that relationship when he when he created us and of course the first thing he did was to speak to us was to speak to us about it and uh, to speak to us and be in communion or conversation with us in verse twenty eight. Of Genesis one, so um, just this is this is all just way of reminder before we actually um, go into today's session in itself. But there are just points that also are important, or that we will we will sort of um, touch on as we go through today's session in itself. Yeah, um, and so um, the old the other the other the other bit that he mentioned, which I think is all worth rem uh, remembering, is that right from the very get-go, God had determined us to be, um, to be people who hear his voice. So as Pastor Badge put it, we were created with the capacity to hear God's voice. So that is already innate in us. It's part of our being. We, are, we have that capacity to hear him. Um, but of course, we, we also did learn that that grows over time as, as our spirit man grows as well. Um, and and um, the, the, another one I would like to just remind us is that hearing the voice of God is always, always an act of faith. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think that that speaks clearly for itself. And one of the interesting things, which I, I guess I had never considered it from that perspective, but one of the things Pastor Badge also reminded us of is that the amount of resources that the devil deploys to hinder us from praying is an indication of how important prayer is or how valuable prayer is, because we all um, recall from last week that the amount of um, distractions, the amount of things that he, 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 the amount of things that he raises against us um, is quite a lot in itself. And they come in so many different ways. But um, we, we know that, um, yeah, there is a formidable um, arsenal against us to prevent us from pay, praying. And why? Because it is very, very valuable to us. So that's just a, just a, a way of recap on some of the things that I um, personally took out of all those sessions. There's just a lot more in it. And, you know, five or 10 minutes of, of um, recap cannot do justice to, to those things. So you might want to review or revisit the podcasts and just to make sure that um, we get a complete picture of all that was said. Okay, so prayer is very important. Prayer is valuable to us. And so we will we'll come to some of those things about prayer, the things that may help us along this journey of praying. I, I want to remind us of um, where we currently are 
um, in Jesus' house or as, as we, where we currently are, in that place of the new, we have entered into that new season. We've entered into that time where God has promised us to do those things that he has in mind for us. It's a season that I guess for some people, they already know what they are. For some people, we're sensing it. For some others, we're not even quite sure, but we just know that this is what we, this is just where we are at this point in time. And um, I dare say, and I know Pastor Agu has said it before, that for us to fully enjoy and walk in the fullness, prayer is key. So um, I just want to sort of extend that on the basis of where we are and what we have been learning over the last uh, four weeks about prayer, but looking at it more from the perspective of, okay, now that we have that information, now that we have that knowledge, I have this thing I need to do, these things that God has promised me, I now want to sort of bring them bring them bring them to life so how do i go about doing this in prayer in there um i happen to be a practical guy because every time i hear something my next question is how do i do this how do i do it so um i, I tend to approach things from that perspective um in that so what i wanted to do is to start off with a scripture in john chapter 4 verse 24 and this is based on something pastor badge taught us about who we are, spirit, soul, and uh, spirit, soul, and body, or we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And, you know, that, that struck me, especially when I considered this scripture, John chapter 4, verse 24, and I'll probably be reading most of it from the New King James Version, um, but um, yeah, please read from any other version that you have. Um, and John chapter 4, verse 24 says, God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. That's what the New King James Version says. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth and truth. Now, um, when Pastor Badge was explaining the body, um, the, 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 who we are, and explaining how God primarily speaks to us, he speaks to us in the spirit. So he speaks to our spirits, and that's where we have that communion. And so thinking about that in line with this scripture, I then began to consider and say to myself, okay, so that means that when I come to the place of communion with God or prayer, I have to be communicating spirit to spirit. So what does that really mean in there? And so I looked a little bit into the Greek words that, I, that were used in this particular scripture. And something jumped out at me, which again is just a little bit, I, I think it interprets either way you, you, you look at it, but I thought I'll share this with everyone so that we can get a little bit more uh, understanding because it might, it might actually just resonate with someone. Um, it might just resonate with someone. Yeah, we'll take our declarations in a minute. Oh Lord, we are your people called by your name. 
we humble ourselves and we pray and seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways. Hear from heaven, Lord. Forgive our sins and heal our land. In Jesus' name we pray. Okay, let's make the declaration. We declare our land is healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, continuing. So, I, as I said, I looked into the Greek um, meaning of the words, and the one that jumped out at me was the word in. The word in. So, I'll repeat that scripture just, just for context. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And I said that word in was the word that jumped out at me. And it's the Greek word, it's a preposition which basically means um, in or is translated as in or with or by. So in, it's the same word is translated in different parts as either one of those. And when I read it again, just after what Pastor Badge had said, where we commune spirit to spirit, it sort of painted a different picture for me, not different from what the scripture says, but there was a bit of, um, I, 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 I don't know how to explain it more than the fact that it meant something extra to me in the sense that I understand that while I come into prayer, there is a connection going on and I have to commune with God from the spirit, with my spirit, not necessarily just in, but there is a with part of it that suddenly, so that word with stood out to me as part of that. Um, hopefully um, that will mean something to, um, to, 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 to you all, um, but that stood out to me as with that aspect of it. And so, of course, I began to ask myself, what does that mean in terms of me communing with the spirit in there? Yeah, and um, I'm not necessarily going to spend much time on that aspect of things um, today. I'll leave that for another period of growth where we can come back and look at what it means when we talk about communing with God in the spirit, by the spirit, or with the spirit, as, as what that means. But that, that sort of stood out to me. And so that brings me to that place of prayer. So we come to God. Now to do this, I think it will be fitting for us to use some examples in scripture. And there are many of them. Pastor Badge used five of them in the, in the, in the, in the, at the beginning of the, the, um, the um, sessions on prayer to let us know that God answers prayer. I'd like us to look at a few more. I think there are four of them that we're going to look at today. Um, some of them are long reads. So uh, um, I'll start with Daniel chapter nine. I'll start with Daniel chapter nine. And um, basically these are just examples of prayers that um, the Holy Spirit chose to include in the Bible for our understanding, for our knowledge, and we can learn some things from them. So I'll read Daniel chapter nine. Yeah? I'll throw some things out at us and then we'll read a few other a few others and see if we can see those things in there as all these things um i feel um uh 
very, um, very, let me call them elements of prayer. So let's read Daniel chapter nine. I'm going to read from verses one to 19 or yeah, one to 19. So it's, it's quite a bit of a read, but I, I'm going to read from verses one to 19. Um, so it reads Daniel chapter one, uh, chapter nine, verses one to 19. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the lineage of the Medes, who was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years specified by the word of the Lord through Jeremiah the prophet, that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. Then I set my face towards the, toward the Lord God to make request by prayer and supplications with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And I prayed to the Lord my God and made confession and said, O Lord, great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. We have sinned and committed iniquity. We have done wickedly and rebelled even by departing from your precepts and your judgments. Neither have we heeded your servants, the prophets, who spoke in your name to our kings and our princes, to our fathers and to all the people of the land. O Lord, righteousness belongs to you, but to us, shame of face as it is this day. To the men of Judah, to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to all Israel, those near and those far off, in all the countries to which you have driven them, because of the unfaithfulness which they have committed against you. O Lord, to us belongs shame of face, to our kings, our princes, our, and our fathers, because we have sinned against you. To the Lord our God belongs mercy and forgiveness. Though we have rebelled against him, we have not obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. Yes, all Israel have, has transgressed your law and has departed so as not to obey your voice. Therefore, the curse and the oath written in the law of Moses, the servant of God, have been poured out on us because we have sinned against him. And he has confirmed his words, which he spoke against us, against, against us and against our judges who judged us by bringing upon us a great disaster for under the whole heaven such has never been done or as what has been done to Jerusalem as it is written in the law of Moses all this disaster has come upon us yet we have not made our prayers before the Lord our God and we might that we might turn from our iniquities on and understand your truth therefore the Lord has kept the disaster in mind and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all the works which he does, 
though we have not obeyed his voice. And now, O Lord our God, who brought your people out of the land of Egypt with a mighty hand and made yourself a name, it is as it is this day. We have sinned, we have done wickedly. O Lord, according to all your righteousness, I pray, let your anger and your fury be turned away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and your people are a reproach to all those around. Now, therefore, our God, hear the prayer of your servant and his supplications. And for the Lord's sake, cause your face to shine on your sanctuary, which is desolate. Oh, my God, incline your ear and hear, and hear. Open your eyes and see our desolations and the city which is called by your name. For we do not present our supplications before you because of our righteous deeds, but because of your great mercies. O oh Lord, hear. O oh Lord, forgive. O oh Lord, listen and act. Do not delay for your, for your own sake, my God, for your city and your people who are called by your name. Amen. Isn't that an awesome prayer? Isn't that even applicable today? But anyway, that's that's uh, that's uh, that that we'll we'll leave that aside for now. But as I read through that, there was just so much. There's just so much in that particular scripture. So many things, and I just want to pick out a few that jumped at me. I hope you also have. Um, as we were going through that, things were jumping or popping out at you. And if they did, please, could you just type them in the chat, the things that popped out at you there, the things that you saw, things that ministered to you in just reading that and that scripture, just so that we all can, can, um, can engage and, and, and see what others are seeing in the scripture, because the Holy Spirit will speak to each and every one of us differently based on what we've just read. And yeah, we'll have a common understanding, but he still will bring revelation to each and every one of us. Why? Remember Psalm 25 verse 14, the lovers of God sitting by his side, he reveals to them those secret things. That's what happens every time we come into his presence. When we come there, whether it is to learn, whether it is to pray, there is always some form of revelation that is going on. So please share as we go along, as we go through those things that popped out at you as we read through that, um, that scripture. So let me just pick up a few things in there. The first things first was that Daniel, as he said, he understood by the books that's in verse two, he understood by the books, yeah, which obviously means that he had spent time studying the word, reading, meditating on that. Remember, um, Pastor Badge also reminded us, and we keep on reminding ourselves all the time about what we do with the scriptures. We read it, we study it, we meditate on it, we confess it, and we act on it in there those are the things that continue to help us so daniel was obviously doing something like that because he was reading the scripture and it popped out at him like that 
he understood by the books what was said by the prophet Jeremiah. Um, and, and that thing sort of suddenly came alive to him. Yeah. I want to say something about the time that we're in at the moment as well, this season of the new. As we go through day by day, it might not be that you were reading the scripture. It might be something somebody said, or you might just have one of those light bulb moments where something just goes off and you just say, oh, that's what it is. Perhaps maybe you get a new revelation of rivers in the desert. Yeah, that's what happens when 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 we when we when we continue to spend time thinking about it, meditating on it, chewing it over, you know, going through it, praying it, talking to God about it, asking questions, just basically just doing it, speaking it, confessing it as we go through. Because this time that we're in, you know, I remember at the beginning of the year when I was in a prayer meeting and someone mentioned and used the word, it's a Kairos moment. Um, and for, 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 for those who are not quite sure what I mean by Kairos, it's a it's a Greek word for one of those um, those appointed times, one of those times where um, it's a set. It's almost like a set apart time where where God is doing something, and it suddenly becomes a revelation to to us that that is one of those times. And and I and I do feel strongly that that's where we are. Um, and so I'm tying it back to where we are, so that as we go about our days, we the things that we're learning from 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 um, from these bible study meetings especially over the last four weeks in prayer we can begin to put to, into practice so we can see the manifestation of those things that god has already prepared because they're already done in itself i was just reading one of the one of the um, um, comments in the chat and i'm just going to read it out just so we can so we can get context in it because i was going to come on to that but in a slightly different way but thank you for posting that in there it says i felt it, it really is father and child communicating and so a relationship between both is absolutely crucial absolutely true very very important um, that word relationship and it was one of the things I wanted to bring out but I'm going to break that down into about three different questions that I'm just going to ask in there but before I get to that one so that was the first bit of it the second thing that struck me there was that Daniel chose to come before the Lord yeah so he saw something in the scripture and he came before the Lord and he's he decided to come to God in itself. And so I, again, as I do, okay, what does that really mean for me? Because, hey, I have heard what um, God has said to us in this time. I listen carefully to what Pastor Agu says. Um, and, and I listen carefully to what's going on around. I watch around and I'm picking up those things that God that God is saying in there. And so what do I do with all of these things? And the first thing that comes to mind is come before God. And so what does it mean to come before him? How do we come before him? You know, and I just want to throw out a few scriptures. Most of these we already know about, but it's just, a, I guess it's just a reminder just so that we also can begin to see how that fits into our own individual practices. So 
Psalm 100 will be the one that I want to start with, Psalm 100. I love that Psalm. And it was because God gave me a revelation on it once when I was reading it through. I read it through and something just jumped out at me there. Um, and since then, I have used that um, quite a lot in coming into his presence. So I'm just going to read Psalm 100 and then I'll just point out a few things from Psalm 100 um, and, and we'll move on. So the first one is uh, Psalm 100 um, from verses one to to five, I'll read, I'll read the whole thing. Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good, his mercy and is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. In that scripture, let's just look at it, what it says, especially verse 4, but also I will go back to verse 1. So it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. We all know that. We tend to do it quite a bit. When you come into the place of prayer, the first thing we do is to thank God for it. And it says, to enter into his courts with praise. So we do that. That's fine. And it says, be thankful to him and bless him. Now let's jump back into verse 2. And it says, this latter part of verse 2, come before his presence with singing. So uh, to me, that, that what, 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 what the Holy Spirit did for me at that point was that, yes, okay, I come into his presence. I come to thank him. I come into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praises. But there is one more that I need to do, and that is into his presence. And he says into his presence with singing in there in itself. Now, I mean, if you're like me and that you don't necessarily have the best of voices when it comes to singing, um, that might mean something else to you as in a song in the heart. Because what did we say? Remember John chapter, chapter 4, verse 24, that we worship in spirit and truth. So I just wanted to tie that back in there and to bring it back to us that once we get into that place, there is that extra place that we need to come into. And why am I emphasizing that? It's because of what Pastor Agu said on Sunday, the presence, the presence is key. The presence at Jericho, remember? The presence at Jericho, the presence is key. And so we have to get into that presence. Now, in prayer, when we, when we come to the point of prayer, what does that mean? Does that mean, you know, singing? Does it mean it will vary? I, I, I happen to be one of those who doesn't have a formula when it comes to prayer. I just come. <laughs> and as we go, we go. Why? Because it's not just me. It's a communion. And depending on what he wants, that's where we do. That's where we go. Um, so sometimes I'm prepared. Sometimes I have my preparation and there's a place for that. Sometimes I don't. But the fact of the matter is that that bit in there, that coming into his presence, that's what 
for, permit me to say that that's where we strive to get to. And when I mean strive, I don't mean strive as in effort and energy, but that's where, that's our desire, that's our goal, that's the end point. Yeah, um, we all know in his presence is fullness of joy and there are many things that emanate from his presence, but that's not really the point. The point is really Daniel came to him in that point. So that, that's that's one of those things, okay? Um, and let's also see what else came through. Yeah. Okay. Thanks again. I'm just reading through um, through the through the comments, the the things that jumped out at other people um, on, on on in this meeting. Yes. In I think it was Daniel um, Daniel chapter um, nine verse three. It says, "Then I set my face towards the Lord." And yes, the word "set," which showed an intent by Daniel. Yeah. We must always be intentional in communing with God. Absolutely, absolutely correct. Absolutely true in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. That, that's been that, 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 that word set. That word set is, is absolutely key in there. Daniel had an intention. He understood. He recognized what was going on. And he determined. He set. He had intention. Came to God with focus real focus this is what i'm coming to do and he came to god's presence so what does daniel do he continues and then he does something um which is he goes he's, he talks about who god is in in um verse four he says oh lord great and awesome god who keeps his covenant and mercy with those who love him and with those who keep his commandments. So he immediately, he immediately goes to who God is. He immediately, I guess, let me put it this way, reminds himself or confesses who God is, saying what was in his heart. And again, um, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, we all know this, the Lord's Prayer, as we call it, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. Again, that also shows us that whole that whole bit. Um, at the very start, it says, oh, um, it says, let me just read it for, for, because um, I like to read it. I find out that when I read things, it jumps, the other things jump out at me rather than just quoting it. So um, he says, our father in heaven. So that's, that's who God is, our father in heaven. And again, you, you know, in, in, the, in the way the Holy Spirit has written the Bible, which I love, he doesn't necessarily put everything that God is in that place, but the, the principle behind it is who God is and who God is to you or to me. So if we just take a moment to just sort of think about who God is to you and who God is to me, just, 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 just a moment or two, just to get an idea based on what we have read in what Daniel said uh, in there. We'll come to read a few others later, but for now, just, just that Daniel, who God is. He says he's great and awesome. He's a covenant-keeping God. He's merciful. He's our protector, our shield, our help. He strengthens us. He's our strengthener. 
He's our guide. He's our provider, the owner of my soul. Thank you for that. He's, that's who he is to you. So every time, I, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's very instructive that before he even begins to do anything, he begins to affirm who God is, my deliverer. You know, he begins to affirm who God is. My shield, my, my righteousness, you know, what, whatever he is. So at that point in time, that says something to me is that when we get into the presence of God, you know, even if it is a reminding ourselves who God is, even if it is not about us saying who he is to him because he knows who he is, you know, is reminding ourselves that God is my peace. You know, I'm making that confession before him. I think that is absolutely powerful in itself. So Daniel shows us that example in there um, of who God is to you know, and who God is to him. Then he goes on. And this, I, this, this one here, um, this next one is... Daniel goes on to show, to say that, to, to tell what God had done in the past. He said, he, so if, if I, I don't, I don't want to read it all, but from verse 11, going on to verse, I think it's verse um, 14. He talks about how God had said what it was he was going to do and done it in the past. In there, he was very careful to mention what God had done in the past. Yeah. And so he was making, in a way, he was basically talking about the acts of God in the past, what he had done. Yeah. And so, and so he, 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 he did that. He, he, he talked about what God has done. When we look at a few others, one or two other scriptures, we might see that a little bit more clearer than how it is in Daniel. And the, one of the things I like about it is that the way the Holy Spirit has structured these prayers, the, it's not a formula. It's not, it doesn't, it's not one step after the other. That's how you do it. It, you could see that from what, what Daniel was doing, and as um, someone had said earlier on in the chat, that um, it, was, it was like a conversation between a father and son. Daniel was having that one of those intimate moments with God when he was recalling the things that God has done. And even though this one, he was doing it from the perspective of sin, where he was recalling that God said he was going to do this if we did this and he did exactly what it is he said he was going to do. Basically saying he's a, he's a God who does what he says he will do. You know, of course that ties back to the fact that he's a covenant keeping God in itself. Oh, okay. So just that, so that's another point that I that jumped out at me there. Um, Sorry, I just, I just, I just read, um, just read um, a contribution as well, which, uh, which I, I'd like to share with you all as well, um, which is Daniel was discerning and understood the times. Indeed, yes, he was, and that must have come out of his relationship with God. Yeah, and it says also we we come into God's presence with singing, our spirit 
with his, surely we can never be heavy at heart. Immediately our heart, our spirit is lightened. Joy takes over. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, me. Yeah. So um, Daniel does, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel takes us through that, that, that flow. And then he comes to the bit that actually perhaps maybe it's more 70% of his prayer was a confession. And in this case was the confession of sin that um, it was a confession of sin in this case. And he goes through talking about his own sins or the, not, not necessarily his own sins, the sins of the people, the sins of the fathers. So he was not just talking about it. And again, um, when we go back to what we talked about in um, last week's session about the hindrances to prayer, what was Daniel doing when he was confessing those sins? What was he doing? If you don't, if you, if you just drop it in the chat, just, just, just let us know what do you think Daniel was doing when he was making those confessions. I'll come back to that. Um, there, there, there has been a, a, a contribution which says that um, I don't always feel joy in my prayers in my prayer so obviously saying that sometimes i'm heavy and when i come into that place of prayer i don't necessarily feel um feel feel that um that joy that we're talking about it's not always it's not always um not always that there okay let me i'll come back to that in a minute i just want to take this point on the confession and then i'll come back okay so said seeking the presence of god okay don't always feel joy yep true um atoning for his sins yep that he was but i i i i would like to suggest that daniel was clearing the way he was making a way by getting god to wipe away those sins he was making a way so that the prayers will not be hindered by any sin, iniquity or transgressions or anything that anyone could have done. So he was making those confessions before God. Remember 1 John 1, 9, that if we, are, if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive. And so Daniel was doing just that. He was paving the way, clearing the way completely so that nothing will hinder uh, the answer to those prayers. He was just making sure that everything was right before God. He was making sure that the devil, the accuser of the brethren, will not be able to stand and accuse him all the children of Israel, because the prayer was an intercessory prayer for Israel based on where the, the judgments that had been passed on them in, and they had been taken into exile. And he knew that God had said that will be 70 years. And he was saying, okay, the time is coming. So now let's begin to clear the way so that God can bring us back into the land the land that he had given them, bring them back to Jerusalem. So when we think about when we think about where we are today and what we are doing and where we have to go, that's quite an important point to note to ensure that as we come into that place of prayer as well, we also make sure that we pave the way, we clear the way so that nothing will hinder us in, uh, hinder us from receiving the fullness of that prayer, okay? Um, 
so now let me just go back to that um, to that point about joy. That 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 is absolutely true. That when we come into when we come to prayer, we don't always feel joy. Sometimes things life is so challenging you know the, the 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 pressures are so much and i remember uh, there was a time when i when i also um i had i went through some really difficult times and you know i i tend not to or i thought i never worried let's put it that way you know i thought i could i i used to be able to go through those things without much difficulty you know but i got to a point where yeah I could feel, you know, it, it, it was getting close to the point where I knew that I could cross easily into depression. For if, 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 if there was ever a measure, because of course I have no idea what, what, the, what the, line, the, the, the line is or the threshold was, but I can, I can absolutely guarantee you I did the only thing I knew to do. I don't know, I don't know to do many things, but the only thing I knew to do was that I worshipped. I remember I stood in the kitchen. I actually was doing something in the kitchen, maybe washing up or something. And I just started to sing. I just started to worship. I started to praise. I just, I just went on and on and on. And I honestly, I, I don't know how long it was. I can't tell you how long it was. I can't tell you what really happened or what, you know, whether it was 10 minutes or whether it was one hour, I don't know. I just went on and on and on. And believe you me, everything lifted. Everything lifted completely. And I got a revelation that day. That was the day that I realized that if ever anything bothered me so much, I'm not even going to try and pray or anything. I'm just going to go before God and I'm just going to exalt him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to sing. I'm going, I'm, I'm just going to, and I, and, I, and I don't necessarily mean I was forcing myself. I wasn't. I was just singing as the things came to my mind or saying what came to my mind, but I had my complete focus. My mind and my mouth were aligned and I just kept on going. And honestly, I don't know how, I can't explain it. It left me like that. It was, it went. And ever since then, doesn't matter what the challenges are, it doesn't matter what the situation is. If I've thought about it and I've thought about it and I notice this is beginning to get me down, I stop and I go straight back into that place of worship and it disappears. So um, perhaps maybe I will suggest that Keep, go, keep going when you have those moments. Perhaps don't pray, perhaps just worship, perhaps just pray. I don't know, just let the Holy Spirit lead you in that process because I can tell you it's not, it's not like I read somewhere or I had some thoughts in my mind. It just so happened that that was what came and I did it. But I learned from that period of time and I've been able to repeat it over and over and over again. So I'll encourage you, if you ever come into that place and you're heavy and those things are happening, that's why I said, I guess maybe that's why um, Psalm 100 um, verse 2, enter his presence with singing. I, I guess maybe that's why that really ministered to me. Uh, maybe, but I just know that worked, that worked for me. That worked for me. So just to encourage you that 
don't don't give up don't let that heaviness stop you yes you may everybody else may be praying so if you're in a corporate meeting and everybody else is praying something else you might actually just be worshiping there and then that's fine that's fine it doesn't really matter what it is praise him exalt him remember who he is remember what he's done and i seem to recall pastor badge saying this last week as well remember call to mind um that that scripture jeremiah 33 3 it says call on to me and i will answer you it actually means call to mind bring to remembrance bring things to your remembrance so you deliberately think of those things it's not just dropping in there position yourself to think about those things that God has done. It might be the pattern of the Red Sea. You may not, you may, you may be struggling to remember, or maybe, you know, he, yeah, that week when I, when I was in, in difficulty, he sent somebody to help me. You may not remember that, but you might remember that he parted the Red Sea. And, you know, he caused water to stand up as a pillar. That's one of my favorites, you know, because I can just imagine water, water standing up as a pillar. It, it's an amazing vision to have in the mind. So I'm running out of time. Okay, so I'm going to sort of jump forward a bit because I don't have much time anymore. I want to read Second Samuel chapter 7, Second Samuel chapter 7, because I think this is quite relevant to where we are today in terms of the promises that we have received from God. And I want to read what happened, what David did in 2 Samuel chapter 7. So this is the story where David wanted to build um, a temple for God, and he called um, the prophet Nathan, and he spoke to him. Um, I think it's I think it's Nathan. Yes, it was. And he called Nathan and uh, prophet Nathan, and he said to him, "You know, I want to do this." And the prophet said to him, "Okay, um, yeah, do what your heart desires." But then God spoke to the prophet, and he went back to tell David, and he gives him tells David what he was going to do for him. So he gave David his word. He gave David the promise. He just like he said to us that. Um, it's a new season for us. It's a new time. He's going to um, make rivers in the desert. He's going to. He's going to. He's going to make um, a way in the wilderness for us. You know, we know fully well that this is that time. He's given us His word. And what did David do? I'm going to read from verse 18. I'm going to read from verse 18 um, very quickly. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord. There it is again. He came before the Lord. He went in and sat before the Lord. And then he goes on, he said, and he said, who am I, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? And yet this was a small thing in your sight, O Lord God. And you have also spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come. Is this the manner of man, O Lord God? Now, what more can David say to you? For you, Lord God, know your servant. That's relationship there, right there and then. Relationship. You, Lord God, know your servant. For your word's sake and according to your own heart, you have done all these great things to make your servant know them. Again, he's going back to all the things that God had done in the past. Just as I had said previously, that he, he was looking at what God had done in the past. Then he goes and it says, um, so verse 22, therefore, you are great. 
O Lord God, for there is none like you, nor is there any God besides you. According to all that we have heard with our ears. So again, he was not just talking about what God had done for him, but what he had also heard God had done. And then he goes on. And who is like your people, like Israel, the one nation on the earth whom God went to redeem for himself as a people, to make for himself a name and to do for yourself great and awesome deeds for your land, for, for your land before your people whom you redeemed for yourself from Egypt, the nations and their gods. Again, remembering what God had done in the past. For you have made your, your people Israel, your very own people forever. And you, Lord, have become their God. Now, O Lord God, the word which you have spoken concerning your servants. And this was one of the last things I wanted to end on, which was the fact that um, he spoke the word God had spoken to him. He brought it back to him. And then again, oh go on. So he goes on, and then he goes on and says like that. Now, O Lord God, the word which you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house, establish it forever and do as you have said. And then he asks him what he wants him to do. He asks him to do what he wants him to do. He made his request to him. So let your name be magnified forever, saying, the Lord of hosts is the God of Israel. And let the house of your servant David be established before you. For you, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, have revealed this to your servant, saying, I will build you a house Therefore, your servant has found it in his heart to pray this prayer to you. And now, O oh Lord God, you are God and your words are true. And you have promised this goodness to your servant. Now, therefore, let it please you to bless the house of your servant that it may continue before you forever. For you, O oh Lord God, have spoken it, and with your blessing, let the house of your servant be blessed forever. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that awesome? Wonderful, 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 wonderful prayer. Again, um, those elements that we said there, he came before God, right? He, 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 he remembered who God was or who God is and who God is to him and what God had done in the past. You know, he made confession. And this time his confession was not about sin. It was about what God had said, what God had done in the past. And then he goes on to say, Lord, this word that you have given to me, you know, this word that you have sent to me now, do what it is you have said you will do. You are God. And then he goes on. And I just wanted us to just um, to just have that in mind. I would have, I wish I had managed my time a little bit better. I would have liked us to actually just spend some time praying, um, just praying that based on what we have learned today, just going before God, each of us praying it. But you can do it. You can do it 
once we finish this uh, session, once we come up, you can spend some time, however long you like, you're at home, just take some time to just, you know, just pray those things just based on what that is. I'm going to put these elements in the, in the, in the, in the chat just so that we can, um, you can copy it if you want. Um, and you can, you can have something, um, something to, to remind you of what it is. Um, I've just put it in the chat there for you. If you want, you can you can you can pick that up. Just some of the elements that I that I that I recognized um, from those scriptures in there, um, and then you can use that as well um, in your own time um, as you go along in there. Um, I also wanted to point out another one. I would we would have read it, but I'm short of time right now. So Acts chapter four from verses 23 to 31. And we know that again, it's the disciples um, and how they prayed again. And when you read through that, see if you can see those elements in there. And perhaps some of the Lord might speak a bit more to us as to what again he can pick out from those scriptures. So as we end today, I just want to say thank you all for joining. Um, unfortunately, I didn't manage my time and I do apologize for that. Um, I wanted us to pray, but you go ahead and do so in, in your own time. I'll just say a prayer to end this session today. Um, but I thank you all. I hope the Lord has ministered to you and given you some encouragement. Use it for this time that we're in. Make sure that that which it is God has for each and every one of us, we make sure we play our part. God is going to do his bit. Let's play our own part. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for this session. We thank you for the wisdom, for the knowledge in your word, for the truth in your word. We thank you for the patterns that you show us in your word. We're just so grateful to it. Eternal Rock of Ages, as you have released your word and we have talked about it, Lord, accompany your word with power, with the ability and the grace, O oh Father, that will enable us to come into that place of communion with you so that we come into agreement with you to bring to pass every plan and purpose that you have for us in this season. As we have learned about prayer over the past four weeks, Holy Spirit, please bring to our remembrance those things that you have taught us, that you have spoken to us, that you have shown us in your word. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord, and we praise you, Lord. And Father, because your children have come into your presence today, Lord, do what you purpose to do. They have sought you first. Now meet all our needs in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And blessed be your holy name. We give the praise and the glory and the honor to you. You are such a good, good Father. And we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 